This is the PropTech VC Podcast. We give you unique insights into how innovative technologies are disrupting real estate. We interview top entrepreneurs, investors, and knowledgeable experts to share the inside scoop in this fast-moving industry. It's hosted by leading PropTech VC, Zane Jaffer. Let's dive into today's content. Why are there so many classified listing websites? I mean, CoStar owns everything. And in every market, in every regional market, internationally, there are so many different websites on how to find a place. What's going on? Yeah. You know, you look back. Um, so I, I used to be at a REIT called Essex Property Trust. And when I uh, first arrived there, um, we had our infrastructure set up to list our properties at 60 different listing sites at that point. Syndication platform. Yeah. And, and you look back at the history um, of the formation of this space and the formation of the classifieds business. Um, and and what, what you saw was this massive rush into it. And there was a there was a business model that was predominant at the time, which is uh, success fees. So we send you a lead and you pay for that or we send you a lease and we pay for that. Um, lots of frustration, lots of cheating with that business model. Um, but ultimately, a lot of small players were able to establish them. And a lot of platforms like Essex were able to list very broadly because the property management software made that possible. Um, so it really lowered the bar for entry into that space. Um, you fast forward into the post Craigslist era and CoStar, Zillow, RentPath have really ro rolled up most of the market. Um, you know, you have the two kind of challenger brands, um, the, uh, the Zumper and the Apartment List. Um, but those are really the only five major classifieds platforms, even though folks are feeling like there's others out there, renters will experience one or another. They're on you know, Street Easy in New York and they think that they're on a separate platform, but they're really on Zillow. Um, and you know, so that's the experience that a lot of renters have uh, without transparency or, or you know, really digging under the hood to understand which platform they're using. Um, they think they have a lot more choice. Um, but the reality today is there's relatively little choice. By the time I left Essex, the, over, the overwhelming majority of our uh, properties were on one platform. And that platform changed from time to time as different platforms offered uh, different uh, value propositions. Um, we had the whole thing on Zillow at one point, and then we had the whole thing on apartments.com. Um, and we you know, test out some other things from time to time, but it's a very different market um, from that standpoint than it used to be. And you know, into that universe, you know, all of the infrastructure is still there to allow something like Dwellsy to exist and tap into that uh, legacy syndication technology. So that's been super helpful to us. Um, but it's, it's hard to get people to sign up for something new, especially when they've been uh, conditioned to um, get rid of all of their partners as the cost has gone through the roof. Um, so that's, that's been a very, um, you know, one of the challenges that we've had to navigate. Yeah, Jonas, it's exciting to bring you on because marketplaces are a huge part of PropTech. Mm -hmm. And it's refreshing to see a company take a different approach. Are you able to comment on the different types of marketplaces that exist today? And by that, I mean, there are certain marketplaces that focus on short-term renters who are looking for corporate furnished rentals. I get mm -hmm. pitched startups all day as an investor that focus on these niches. There are marketplaces outside of the Realist, uh, the rental uh, asset class in the marketplace might be finding industrial space to rent, finding storage space, finding office space, marketplaces themselves. And here is someone who's who's you know grown your marketplace to significant scale. You you have uh, I don't know if you're able to share numbers, but you have you know 
an enormous amount of traffic, you have a lot of uh, listings and you haven't scraped any of your listings. What insight do you have for other founders who are focusing on other marketplaces? What are your learnings building a, a B2C focused marketplace? <laughs> you know, number one, be really sure you want to do it. It is not easy. <laughs> it is, um, if I had half a, if I had half an idea of how hard this was going to be, uh, you know, I don't know that we'd be here today. So a certain naivete was necessary uh, in order to get started and go after this. Um, you know, look, I, I think there's room for a lot of different types of marketplaces in the space. This is an enormous business. Um, there is so much money spent on real estate in so many different ways. Um, this is one of the biggest areas for um, consumers where they have an unmet need today. And there's always going to be a room for the mass market, super broad marketplaces like um, Dwellsy that serve a really broad range of folks. And there's also going to be needs for somebody who wants a short-term furnished rental to have a bespoke marketplace that serves their need. Um, so I think there's opportunities um, for marketplaces of all um, different scopes and scales. Uh, and I'm happy for folks to be going after that. Um, it's hard. And you know, the question when you get started is always supplier demand. Uh, and that has so much to do with the individual founders, um, what they bring to the table. Um, do you start with supply? Do you start with demand? Ultimately, you've got to get both of those going. And you've got to find a, a hack to get that working. Um, and once you find that, hopefully, um, that'll clear the way for you to grow it. But you've got to you've got to focus on marketplace dynamics. That that is the first thing we focus on every day, and the thing that we focus on making sure works is are the marketplace dynamics working such that renters and landlords are having a good experience on Dwellsy. And if they aren't, um, we immediately course correct to fix it and make sure that that they are. But that is an everyday obsession because ultimately that's the core of value creation in any marketplace. You know, when we dissect a marketplace in PropTech, I'll, I'll come up with what I think are the top three most important things. And I'm curious to see if you disagree or you agree. I'm not going to even be bold enough to rank the top three. I want you to. <laughs> but I would say user experience is very essential. I would say the customer acquisition, how are you going to get customers and eventually the monetization model. Do you agree if, you, if, if I were to force you to pick three of the most important characteristics of a marketplace, and you can look at it from your perspective as founder and CEO of Dorsey. Would you agree with those three? How would you rank them? Would you change them? Would you add anything else? Would you subtract? You know, I, I think the having the marketplace activity, which I think was your number two, more or less, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, um, is really the ball game. You know, without that, you've got nothing. And, you know, Craigslist and others have shown us that if somebody can get what they need to get done on a platform, they will forgive UX. It helps if your UX is really good, especially in this day and age when people expect things to be beautiful and professional. You know, I see things happening every day where there's an unmet need and people are, are finding the answer to that need and it's not beautiful and it's not perfect. And there's a willingness, you know, God knows when we, when we first launched Wellesley, it was, it was not that good, um, but we had inventory that people couldn't find anywhere else. And that drew them in and brought them back and had them transacting on the platform. And so that made a difference. Um, you know, look, we're, we're three years into this thing and we're starting to focus on revenue now. Um, so, you know, I think the, you know, with a marketplace, um, and one of our um, one of our partners uh, calls this a, a 2004 business in many ways, um, because we're really focused on building a marketplace and understanding that if we are the marketplace at the center of $550 billion of transactions each year, um, we're not going to have to worry about revenue too much. 
uh, with lots of different potential sources of revenue um, once you are in that position where you're facilitating a market that large. Um, so revenue to me would be third on that list. Yeah, interesting. I, I read a book uh, recently, Reid Hoffman's one of the co-authors, Blitzscaling. Have you, have you read that book? I have, yeah. You know, to summarize, it sounds like there are times in certain companies' journeys where they have to just blitz scale, which basically means spending a crazy amount of money inefficiently to create, you know, dominant market share. Feels like, and that playbook is applied to Uber, it's applied to Airbnb, many marketplaces. I think it's a marketplace centric type of strategy. Do you, do you feel that's the approach that's needed to create a marketplace or can you grow it organically? And slowly and carefully. Yeah, I, I, I think there's. You have to know where you are, um, and you have to know what's needed, and you have to look really hard at um, you know what's happening around you. You know, we are in a market in prop tech where I don't know that blitz scaling applies quite as much. Um, you know, the reason for that is like, look, this is a very thoughtful industry. Uh, I think a lot of people criticize um, property owners and managers for being slow to adopt new tech, but they're very, in many cases, very, very smart and thoughtful about being slow to adopt new tech. Um, and the reason for that is because this is people's homes you're dealing with. You know, you want to you want to put a lock that's remotely controlled on somebody's door. You want to, um, you know, completely change how somebody interacts with their home. That's a really big deal that requires really careful thought. Um, so I think that the property managers, well, you know, everybody always wishes everybody else would move more quickly. I think property managers are really smart to move patiently and thoughtfully. And so, you know, I don't know the blitz scaling strategy always works in an industry like ours. Now, there, there might be other places where it makes sense. And, you know, I, I might decide that we need to do some blitz scaling strategies for Dwellsley at some point in the next few months. Who knows? You know, I, I think this is an industry that really appreciates people who take the time to do the hard work and explain things and, and really work through the issues because it's a it's a complicated um, Byzantine industry that works in a unique way. Um, and a lot of the reasons it works the way it works are not um, bad at all. They seem bad to outsiders looking at it, um, but they're actually protective of the folks participating in the ecosystem, um, both renters and landlords in many cases. Um, so I think you just have to be careful about that kind of strategy. But look, there's a, there's a time where you say like, okay, it's time for us at Dwellsley to go out and get every single renter in the country uh, on the platform. 